Welcome to episode 108 of the Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. In your Kraken reaction, three important games, two important wins, one what the, what loss? Who are the Kraken? We're still learning that. NHL news, who is getting shipped? The trade deadline looms. No dumb questions. What happens if both goalies get hurt in the same game? Curtis asked a great question. I feel like these questions are getting really insane, and I like it. Plus our three stars of the week. What's been going on in our personal lives? Joey and I will rank those. Let's get to it. Episode 108 of the Kraken Pod. Let's go. What is up? My name is Jeff Janusik. This is my friend and co-host. Joey Cirillo. Hi, uh, I'm in the least podcast-friendly room. Uh-huh. It's just a big room full of windows. Yeah. And there's echoey sounds bouncing everywhere. But what's important is that I'm actually living mm-hmm. in our new house, finally. I think my room is still the least podcast friendly. I look like the Sith Lord because I, I'm, <laughs> I'm illuminated from the back, so you can't really see my face. I'm going to have to buy one of those ring lights. But no, man, I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, thank you thank for you. asking. I'm doing great. How are oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How are you, though? I mean, I, I can see a little bit. I see a TV, and I see um, some windows in the back. It looks like you have a big window situation going on. Yeah, dude. All right. So um, if you've listened to the pod, uh, we've been in the middle of moving limbo for many, many months now, a month or two, and we finally are living in our new house as of this past Saturday. Oh, I see a ceiling fan. This is getting exciting. Oh, wait. No, but look. Let me look. I don't know if you can see this or not, but look. Look, this is my view. Uh-huh. Uh, can you is see? A, is that a golf course? It's the golf course. Oh, so you're fucking, your dad levels right now. Like Jordan uh, Eberle's texting you because he's jealous. No, I have. I've I've got two, over the past day, I've got two new golf balls in my yard that are oh, mine. Oh, yeah. So I'm collecting have, golf balls. Serious question. Do you have to have extra insurance being on a golf course because your house is 100% going to get pelted every seven days a week? That was a concern of yeah. ours, like for for like you know like legit concern because of um yeah it with, would be with Meg and the kids and stuff like that you know what I mean but um yeah. the way we are uh, we're on the first hole of uh, one of the courses here mm-hmm. and we are about ninety yards from the green and this is a par five so okay we are and there's tons of trees like kind of blocking the approach so long story short is somebody has to hit a horrible ass shot Done. to get into our yard. <laughs> my, yeah, no, my level shot, my type yeah. of shot. <laughs> Basically, I have to be out there in yeah. order to hit your house. And we have hedges and shit. So I think the, we thought through this is, I think that the possibility that a golf ball will come from the sky and clunk one of our kids in the mm-hmm. head or me or Megan or a dog are slim. But now will we get, a golf ball that might kind of like skim across the grass and bounce in here. Yeah. But, um, okay. That was definitely a factor, man. This is the golf course life. Um, a sports are wild. Um, it's like the video of Randy Johnson killing the bird midair when he threw oh the fastball 
you know, no, so awesome. strange things, strange things have happened. I, yep. I think your family is safe. I don't think you would buy a house if you're in a zone where you're just getting pelted, no. you know, with golf balls on the reg. We talked to the neighbors and they confirmed that. But man, it feels feels great. We slept in here on Saturday night, the um, night of the wild game. And um, uh-huh. it was awesome. It just it felt already felt like home. It felt good. You know, we're living in piles of boxes. Um, I've got, we got so much shit to do, um, trying to work and unpack. So like, we're not out of the moving hell yet, but like, it feels good. The hard part's done. Yeah. It feels good. I've got some more info on that coming up in the three stars of the week, but um, it just feels the change that we wanted is, is here and it feels good. It's, it's the vibes have changed and we're just happy. So life is good, man. I'm really feeling it. How are you, man? What's been going on with you? I'm I'm good. I've just been there's literally nothing new on my end. I've just been, <laughs> I've just, I've just been doing, you know, Joey shit earmuffs. Uh yeah, man. No, I've been good. Just working and uh and doing my thing, man. Uh, now, so, yeah, I, I'm boring. I have nothing to update you on. No, I've been watching yeah, some of the things you're doing. I do want to bring up some of your other social media stuff real quick cuz I have there's a hockey take on it. Okay. Right. So Joey does a lot of cool stuff where he highlights like he's just he's like I think I know your idols Anthony Bourdain you have Anthony Bourdain uh, uh, vibes with your social media and what you're doing past the everything is an awesome account where Joey is like just discovering awesome food and drink in New Orleans and he does it he's one of the best in New Orleans to do it because there's a lot of people that try to do it but not not like Joey he's got the personality it's just like that's why you listen to this pod right um Anyway, his latest feature they just dropped today on this really badass like just dive bar in New Orleans um, is is there's a feature where there's air hockey happening. There's yes. air hockey. And I'm thinking, dude, like I thought immediately is like I totally want to have an air hockey challenge between both of us. Yes. Um, because I love air hockey and, uh, at, at Disney world, I actually dominated my children and felt no, no shame in doing that <laughs> at the arcade, just crushed them I love and it. just taught them some lessons. So I'm ready to do that, man. When you're ready, we should do some air hockey and some beers. Uh, um, I'm all in on that. It's funny. You mentioned that cause you, I saw your comment about air hockey and beers and I'm all in on that. The, uh, the I actually know the owner of that bar, which is a very, very, very uh, big staple in New Orleans. And uh, their daughter follows me on Instagram, and she actually just commented, "She's like air hockey challenge from me." And loser buys beers. So the owner daughter's in, you're in. We can actually make this a thing and, and have some fun with it, dude. Let's. I mean, we've been talking for the longest time about like raising the bar. Like yes. uh, with uh, with our with our Kraken Pod content, like getting you yes. a, a light, getting me a microphone that's not made uh, out of spare parts from like a, a styrofoam and string situation going on uh, over there. Uh-huh. And then I totally think we should go do that. We should do a feature where like we have an air hockey challenge in New Orleans, Kraken like Pod. I, I like okay, it. I'm writing it that we're doing this. Okay, I can buy a light. By the way, I just keep forgetting. I'll buy a New- light because I I need to get my my face going here because this room is not a uh, conducive. Oh, oh, another, another, we're just talking shop here because, like, yeah. we're just doing, <laughs> we'll get to the Kraken. Is yeah, welcome um, to the social media podcast. <laughs> I, no, I went to, I went to the post office and I brought a mug, a Kraken Pod mug. Okay. Um, which, by the way, I need to get one to give to my buddy Jeff, mm-hmm. who is the soccer dude that I know. Um, great guy. He's a regular listener of the podcast now. Okay. 
because I saw to, shout to other Jeff. I saw him last night, and and uh, he was. I was like, "Did you listen to the pod?" He's like, "Of course." <laughs> I said, <laughs> I, said <laughs> I felt kind of weird. I was like, "I can't believe I can't believe it." Like you're a regular listener. That's awesome. We were talking hockey and stuff like that. But I he I was like, "I got to get you a mug." So I need to get him a mug. Uh huh. Bring the mug up because I stopped at the post office. I said, "Hey, what's the cheapest way that I can ship this mug?" And I went, and this lady was like, "I'll show you." And she like took me all around, like ten minutes, and like she was showing me how to use the self help kiosk and what I needed to do. And people were pissed off because I was just like sitting there talking to her about what to do. Because oh, I would have been it. the person in line being like, "Get this fucking asshole out of and here!" And I didn't give a shit. I've totally entered dad <laughs> mode. I was like, "I got her attention. I'm using this to get all my <laughs> questions answered. I ain't panicking here." Um, but anyway, long story short, is I got some ideas on how we can start shipping things, maybe a little, you know, more cost effectively for us and for you listening if you actually want to buy one of these damn mugs so yes we owe her a uh we owe her a pug, uh mug as well hopefully i didn't uh call someone's name out there that didn't yeah call that. no Anyways. no it's a, anyway yeah so life is good man the, the vibes have changed i feel i really i literally feel different and i you love look it. like you feel different by the way you look like you're uh you look like you're glowing like you just look you look lighter you legitimately do it's the natural light, baby. It's the natural light. It's just, yeah. it's, it's good. So, but yeah, I have, that's a real thing. If you ever listened to, uh, oh shit, I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Uh, but, uh, anyways, if you ever listen to this dude, whose name I'm forgetting right now, uh, <laughs> natural light in the morning, if you go outside, even if like your, your eyes are closed, getting natural light, um, is, is, is a big part of, uh, uh, like health benefits. Also like red light at night. Serotonin. Yeah. Ooh. Red light. Red light at night. I like that idea. Red light at night, natural light in the morning. I, I like this. This is good. I'm all about self-help, self-improvement right now, man. So I'm keep that train rolling. I love I love it. Yeah. Uh, I have been paying attention to the Seattle Kraken. I know I haven't been tweeting about it much, but I've been mm-hmm. watching. I've been seeing what's going on. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. All right. So three important games. Vancouver. Right, one of the best teams in the league. Yes, Minnesota, right there in the hunt with us for the the wild card spot, and They're then hot. Boston. Boston, just always. I love I love playing Boston. Obviously, Kraken fans love playing Boston. But three three big games, two important wins. One I I wrote down WTF loss. Uh huh. And uh, I have some thoughts on that. But let's get into it. Let's start with our Kraken reaction last Thursday, Vancouver. And we capitalized on a team that was struggling. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the guys, uh, it's Andrew Huberman. Huberman's lab. Of course it's Huberman. Oh, Max wait. Strutt. I love that guy. Who is that dude? I know that guy. Oh, Look come on, him. man. He's like a super smart doctor dude, does a podcast, blew up the whole deal. Anyways, moving on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, you would actually love him. Anyways, moving on. So uh, this past Thursday versus Vancouver, the Kraken end up winning 5-2. And yeah, like you alluded to, the, uh, the Kraken took advantage of a team that was struggling, which is good because Vancouver is, you know, statistically actually tied at the moment uh, for best in the entire NHL. Uh, at this point, uh, after this night, uh, that was actually Vancouver's fourth loss in a row. Prior to that, they had not lost more than two games in a row all season. Father Canner, Praise be the church of Father Canner uh, remains open. Love that guy. You had a four point night, one goal, three assists, which, by the way, you didn't tweet this out, but we talked about it on last episode. You said you're going to put money on the Kraken to win and Canner to score. And if you would have done that, you would have banked it in, man, because, again, he went off for four points. He had the goal. 
Eberly, by the way, Data Energy, Creed fucking Eberly has remained hot because he had a 3.9, uh, two goals, one assist uh, for Father Canner. That was his first four-point game ever in his nine-year career. He has 22 points on 11 goals and 11 assists in his last 15 games. Uh, the Dundertaker, you and I have talked about, um, he scores, Schultz, he scores. This is Gru's first time uh, starting at home since his injury on December 9th. He had 19 saves. Uh, and uh, a quote from Eberly, uh, who, by the way, again, has been really, really hot. Eight goals in his last 15 games. Uh, afterwards, he said, I still think we have another level, and I think we got to it tonight. Now, the highlight for me, and I think we're going to be on the same page here, is Brandon Tannehill <laughs> going full fucking turbo and teeing off on Connor Garland. I've never seen someone take so many right-handed uppercuts before switching to the left because he got tired from beating someone the fuck up. He handed Connor Garland his lunch. That wasn't even a tilt. That was like a one-sided seesaw match if he was like the fat kid. I mean, like, Brandon Tanev, <laughs> absolute breaks off of him. And what I think is the what most... What did you just say? It was, a, it was a seesaw match, and Tanev is the fat kid. Oh, I'm my God. I'm telling you right now, man, like, that might be the most one-sided tilt in the very short history of this Seattle Kraken. That, that honestly is a top, if there's, I don't, can't rank it, but there's a top moment in Seattle Kraken history for me. That was hilarious because I, number one, you could just tell how friggin' pissed off Turbo was. He's just so mad at Connor Garland for being a bitch. And he he just went, he went right, he went right at him and just destroyed him. And this, this like, not only the stuff that like you were tweeting and we were tweeting out about it, but like yes. everybody, I love cracking Twitter when when something like that happens because everybody had just the funniest shit to say about it and was all true. Just a great moment in Seattle cracking history. I want to remember that forever. That was awesome. Tana versus Connor Garland, uh, which who didn't even show up. So that was great. So, Loved it. Awesome moment. You know, Turbo was ready for it. Highlight of the game. And and I want to. The reason why I brought the Eberly quote is because I do think that the team has a level they can tap into, and I, and I want to lead it into the next game Saturday against Minnesota, where the Kraken completely fucking Whoa. flip-flop earmuffs. Hold on, hold on one second. I do yes. want to come back to a point you made about the bet. I did make okay. a bet that night. Oh, you I, did? Okay, did so you're put a it out there. now. That explains the house with the golf course. No, I want to talk to you for a second about this. Okay. Because I got... I have to go back to my DraftKings philosophy, my mm-hmm. my what I do, which I mean, like just pick a couple of things, don't overextend yourself, and you should be good. And here's what I did, and I don't know if you can see this. I lost the bet, okay? I lost the bet, but here's what I... Okay. It was a four-leg parlay for the game. Here's what I picked. Yeah. Seattle Kraken wins money line over the Canucks. Check. Scores. Over the, I took the, there, I had 2.5. I took over for the Kraken team goals, total team goals. Check. Okay. Jared McCann, anytime goal score. Check. Wow. And I was, I was building, I was like, man, look at these odds. I'm, I, I'm so greedy. <laughs> I got greedy. I got greedy. And I put down, I put down, um, five bucks because I was trying to really stretch it out. I was like, oh, okay, who else? And the odds on Berkey for shots on goal got me. I took the over 1.5 shots on goal and he didn't have a shot on goal. Wow. 
So, I mean, what am I thinking? Like, Berkey doesn't shoot. So, like, <laughs> just got greedy. But I did pick the Seattle Kraken to beat Vancouver. Jerry McCann scores and over 2.5. So, I almost had it, dude. But I do want to say you had the right vibe going into the Minnesota game because for Ebbs to say we have another level, they fucking found the other level two steps down. Yeah. (laughs) Great segue. Yes, the level was two steps down. And this is, in my opinion, and I think you will uh, be familiar with this because you just got back from from Disney. This is the Kraken Coaster. And we all must be this tall to ride this ride. And it has been this way all season long. When I have my finger on the panic button and I ultimately end up hitting it, it was because the Kraken remain inconsistent. We never know. Every time you think you know who this team is, they go on a losing streak. Then they go on a heater. Can ever build momentum. It's like you, uh, their identity just is, is back and forth, man. It's a Kraken coaster. And like you said, two levels down. They lose 5-2 to two against Minnesota. And I even have a, a question here that I wanted to poise, uh, post to you, which is, is this the worst game of the season? I mean, but listen, Minnesota comes in hot. There were seven and one since the all-star break. They go up five to one on the Kraken uh, with less than seven minutes uh, into uh, less than seven minutes into the second period. In their last four games, Minnesota has scored 22 goals, including 10 against Vancouver on the Monday prior to this. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury, flower power, uh, was at Client Pledge Arena. That was pretty cool. He had 31 saves. Uh, the game started off hot, though. I mean, like our boy, the Dundertaker, he mm. starts getting hot after you and I called it out. Like, we need to start seeing Vince Dunn doing things. He scores 36 seconds into the match, but Joey Decord, and I'm, you know, still pro Joey Pod till the day I die. He stops only nine of 13 shots before he is pulled. And I believe that this is the first time we've seen Joey Decord get the old hook. Gru comes in, he stops 17 of 18. By that point, the damage was done. Uh, for me, the power uh, the power play was a huge difference. Uh, Minnesota on six opportunities, they convert twice, 33%, uh, cracking over five. So here's my take on that is I'm going to zoom out for a second. I'm looking at the wild card race. Yeah. And we can't have another game like that and expect no. to make the playoffs because because yeah. the wild card teams, the teams that are right there right now are pulling ahead of the pack. Yes. And we, we've got to make an effort here and we've got to get like the Boston win last night was great. And and, and that's a massive win needed that big time, but we got to Like we got to keep winning. And, and that scared me. And we'll go over that in a second. Exactly. Who's in the pack there, but the Minnesota wild effort scared me. And I want to point out specifically in the first, the Kaprizov goal. Um, and I point that out because that's when the, Minnesota Wild players were behind the net and were basically playing catch with each other, trying yeah. to stretch out Joey Decord. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't, I don't remember exactly who who were playing, who was playing D, but we had you know our, our two D men at the posts waiting for a pass to come out, and these guys for 10, 15 seconds just kept playing catch with the puck. Nobody aggressively took a run at one of these dudes and forced them to do something. Yeah. It was a lazy effort. That goal right there, that Kaprizov goal was, was one of the worst goals of the season for me as a Seattle Kraken fan, because we just got caught being lazy and having a complete mind gap. Like we lost the tenacity that makes the Seattle Kraken team, you know, grind out wins 
in in regulation, right? Hopefully. So I, I hope that was a wake up call. And I think gutting out the win last night in Bo- uh, and uh, beating Boston was important um, because that that could have been ugly. So long story short, is ugly, ugly, ugly Minnesota wild game. We are a point behind them in the wild card race. Um, didn't like that at all. And I'm glad to see that they put an awesome effort into last night's game and, and clawed their way back to win that game. I, I want to say one, like great analysis on the Kaprizov goal. It was incredibly ugly, but is this not a reflection of everything that you and I have talked about over the course of the season about this team? Every time you think they can try to get a little bit of momentum minus the nine game win streak, by the way, which thank God, because that came on the heels mm-hmm. of a massive losing streak. So yeah. at the end, it all kind of balanced itself out. But why is it that this team, after beating the best team in the NHL, comes out completely flat-footed and just has no, like, they don't even look like they want to be in the fucking building. It, to me, it's inexcusable. It's like, you know that when you're on, you can beat anybody in the league. And again, I don't know. It's like, it, are Haxtell's words falling on deaf ears? Like, is it a coaching thing? Is it a play? I mean, it's probably a combination of the two, let's be honest. But I don't know. It's incredibly frustrating. I just want to know. I would love to get some behind the scenes and, and try to get a real understanding of why this team cannot build momentum and why they come out so flat because we know the talent is there. We know when they play as a cohesive unit and the way that they want to play hockey, they are capable of beating anybody just like they were last season. That's the rhetorical question. When we'll, obviously we will never get an answer to. Like it's just it's why he why even bother asking it because we just won't know. But that's the magic sauce, the secret sauce to sports is like what's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Like obviously, is it? I mean, is it they partied the night before? Is it they uh, had the shits because they ate some bad fish? Is it because they're not liking somebody in the locker room? Is it because? You know, there's a million different something happened there. Like, why were they so off their game? And we'll never know the answer to that. We're never going to get it from the Kraken. You know, we're I don't know. I mean, somebody like Piper Shaw could find that information out, but she's you know, I'm sure she's she probably she might know, but she ain't going to tell us. You know, and or then maybe, that's, or maybe Minnesota's so hot they came in, and I mean, again, seven to one since the All Star break, they lit up Vancouver for ten goals a couple nights prior. I mean. These, these boys are hot. Yeah. I think it's Look, a combination of the two. Like the team came out flat-footed and Minnesota's a really hot team. You you put those two in a barn together and, you know, drop the puck. And uh, the result is the Kraken got their ass beat. Minnesota's always been good defensively and they and they just they just slow people down and it and tires yes. them out. So like, yeah, maybe like that Kaprizov goal, maybe they were just exhausted and, and, and maybe that was it. But I mean, still at some point, I don't know. You got to see something better. But we... Hey, we did get the effort last night. They got the message and we got the effort that we we needed last night when it it did look ugly for a minute. It did look ugly for a minute. And again, welcome to the Kraken coaster, right? We hit the peak. We came down. Everyone's screaming, look, ma, no hands. And now we're going back up. So the Kraken ended up winning four to two. Of course, it went to a shootout. And before anybody starts, I mean, anybody, uh, me especially, Starts complaining like, oh, shit, here we go again, because the Seattle Kraken cannot stop playing games that go beyond regulation. This game last night, because we're recording, it's Tuesday afternoon, was Boston's sixth straight game that went beyond regulation. These boys have played an overtime or a shootout for six straight games. So uh, anyways, you know that between us and Boston, who, by the way, are both leading the NHL, in teams that play games beyond regulation. Of course, this game had to go 
beyond regulation. In fact, if I would have looked at that stat going in, I would just put a bet on the game saying this game's going to go beyond regulation. And that would have been like plus 2000. Anyways, uh, I have to shout out pasta, uh, Pasternak. Holy shit, man. I mean, the dude ends up dropping a hattie on the Seattle Kraken. His 700 career point happens on the first goal that he scored. Uh, he's the 10th Bruin ever to reach that milestone. But whatever. This is not a Bruins podcast. We're, we're moving on from that because it wasn't enough because the Seattle Kraken end up beating the Boston Bruins in a shootout. Eberly has a goal. 17 points in his last 17 games. Vince Dunn scores again. Three goals in his past three games. Bjorkstrand gets going. He has a goal. Geeky has a goal against his former team. It gets overturned due to goalie interference. Yeah, Bjork. that was that was Geeky getting a little little too Dude, excited. He through, and he I was surprised that people were arguing that it wasn't goalie interference. Like he physically took him out. Like of course they're going to call that, and he took oh, yeah. him out in the crease. Anyways, yeah. yep. I digress. Um, I, even as a newer uh, hockey fan, I could call that from a fucking mile away. And the Kraken end up winning in the shootout. And we have to give credit to the hometown kid, Kyler Yamamoto, because Yams with the fucking dirty dangle comes out there and sets the bar. But also just shout out to Grubauer because Grubauer was so comfortable in the crease. He stepped up. You know, he had like one ugly goal that he gave up throughout the game. But he stepped up when the team needed him the most. And when it came to the shootout, he stopped all three shots uh, from Boston uh, with ease. And he had 29 saves on the night. It's good to see him going, especially at a time where things have kind of flipped. And, you know, again, pro Joey Pod has been playing the great, the greatest lately. Give him a little bit of time to rest and recalibrate. And uh, Gru's been hot, so that's been awesome to see. And the crack ended up taking this win. Um, so a couple quick notes is Pasta only had two goals. There was uh, the, the third goal was not his. It was... Um, Oh I thought God, Charlie! No, because there was a weird deflection, like off a jersey or something, wasn't there? It was. They gave it to Coyle, Charlie Coyle. Oh, they did. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, okay. Yep. Um. But my my take on that game was, I want to see, I want to see the shooting gallery happen, and the shooting gallery to me mm-hmm. is those bombs from the point. You know, we've got Vince Dunn with just a rocket of a shot. That's a Vince Dunn special. <laughs> when, when, but I want to see that D just slapping bombs down, either like shots on goal or deflections. I think good things happen when the defense is putting shots on net from the point. And I, I think the Kraken are pretty good at that. Rather than getting those extra passes, three passes, four passes, getting down low, I'd rather they just, just blast away. Because I think the Kraken are pretty good at that. So I, I, I the last three games, we've had a goal just like that, I think, in almost every game. So, you know, Vince Dunn's on fire. Let Vince Dunn do his thing. Dude's an offensive defenseman yeah. who plays defense, if that makes any sense. He's um, an offensive defenseman defenseman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um, yeah. So I love that. I want more bombs from the point. Moving forward, uh, it's it's not rocket science, so start blasting some rockets now. Also more rebound opportunities as well. I mean, right? re- and, yes, and love their greasy goals. You have like Eberly and you know like a Gordo who loves to clean up stuff around the net. Guess what? More bombs from the point, more opportunities. Yeah, and um, you know, Gru Gru's glove super rusty in the in the beginning of the game. Yeah, um, rebounds were not were not uh, were not so hot. He he. I mean, I think I think players just know go glove side on Gru and like you know you got. Pasta, who's just one of the best goal scorers in the league, just picking him apart. So, um, you know, so I want to see Gru. I'm glad to see Gru's back and he's in the mix. And and obviously we're we're back to tandem goaltending here. Um, I want to see goaltending get sol- solid again. You know, the one thing I am nervous about is is doing the tandem thing and not getting the hot hand. So, like, I don't care who gets hot. I just want somebody to get hot, whether that's Joey Decord or Gru. But Gru's glove needs some work. Um, 
And then the other thing that I had uh, on that was you already mentioned it is yams. I I, I feel like in, in the shootout or when when you know which I why I was excited about you know Tatar coming in with mm-hmm. like the silky mitts is whenever we try to do you know the silky mitt talent dipsy doodle moves we screw it up and yams came in with just so much confidence and he stretched out Allmark on that on that that shootout goal and he just put it in the perfect spot. I mean, I want Yams to start taking all three uh, shootout you know, shots uh, moving forward. All penalty shots, all shootout shots, just everything. I don't. I know we technically can't do that, but I would petition the league to let Yams be our guy. So. I like where your head's at. We have not talked about this prior to now, but I have an idea mm-hmm. how we mm-hmm. can get around the NHL rule books. Okay. okay. So we roll him out there three times. Change the jersey? Time, First time yams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Jersey change by just, you know, one digit. Mm-hmm. Quick, very quick jersey change. So when the camera's focusing on, you know, the opposing team getting their shootout yeah. goal, uh, it's his turn. Uh, then he goes out there, fake mustache on. Third time, fake mustache yeah. and fake glasses. Yep. We get yams, hams, and jams. <laughs> right there. You're making me laugh, man. I don't know if I'm just in a really good mood or if you're just being really funny. I think it's a combination of both. I'm not that um, so, yeah. I, I like that idea. I love that idea because first of all, like I don't think anybody, 90% of the Seattle Kraken lineup, 96% of the Seattle Kraken lineup. I don't think any other NHL fan or really probably NHL player or even NHL league officials could pick our players out of a lineup. And definitely, you know, Kyler Yamamoto, Yamamoto, uh, Definitely cannot be picked out. So, like, yes, totally. I think we should do that. I like that. The the Groucho Mark stash. Let's get him in the shootout. Whereas, by the way, Seattle Kraken fans, to their credit, could pick out any member oh. of the organization. I mean, like, you could have you could have the most obscure individual sitting uh, you know, in a freaking dive bar in the corner with the shadow going over the face while they're wearing like the Grubauer moral combat hat and a trench coat. <laughs> It would still be like, is that Will Borgen? You know, like I mean, like it would. There's no, there's no escaping Seattle Kraken fans. We will recognize, we will recognize a hockey player from a hundred yards away. <laughs> I think that's awesome. All right, so um, great game last night. They, they, they made it happen. They got the win. They needed to get that win. We could not get another point in overtime. Yeah. Uh, coming up Thursday, Pittsburgh. Saturday, Edmonton and Pittsburgh's, you know, they're, they're, they're a bubble team. Um, How is he still doing this? I mean, we talk about, we talk about said the kid, like he's 60 years old. I mean, he's like, like, like what mid thirties, but I mean, holy shit, he's having a season. Your favorite player of all time. I don't even know who that is. So I don't know. Okay. Um, Saturday, he's he's actually seven. Now we, we, you know, look again, climate pledge. I don't, I never know what to think about playing at home whenever we're having a team in, Got to beat Pittsburgh. Got to beat Edmonton. Got to beat Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton. You know, this, we we've got to get some great goaltending against Edmonton on Saturday night. So also need Kraken fans to show up. Cannot let Oiler fans come down and pack CPA. And every time McDavid touches the puck, you just hear like a chorus of cheering. We cannot allow that to happen. You could easily argue that that is going to be the biggest game of the season. Um, you you need Kraken fans to show up and to be loud. And more importantly, you need the Kraken to show up and actually defend the deep because mm-hmm. CPA has not been a home ice advantage. Let's flip that. Yep. No, it's got to happen. 
Um, so we, we need these wins big time. And then Calgary, another, another team that's kind of right. They're kind of fading, but, um, you know, in Calgary on Monday night, a Monday night game, I don't know. We can definitely steal that. We can win these games. We have to win these games. And honestly, we really need to get, you know, a four game win streak going combining with the Boston game last night, yes. because if we want a shot at this wild card, and that brings me to the current wild card standings, uh, in the West, the Kings, have 68 points. The Preds have 66 points. Those are your two wild card teams. Mm-hmm. Now, right in the thick of it, we've got the Blues with 62 points, Minnesota with 62 points, the Flames with 61 points, and the Kraken with 61 points. The Flames and the Wild are on win streak. So I take back what I said. I thought they were fading, but they're not. They're starting to get warm. They're getting hot. The Flames are getting hot. You know, so they're coming into town. So these are three big. Big games that we need to have happen here. Uh, Pittsburgh, 60 points. They're they're kind of way back in their wildcard race. So they're fading a little bit here. But yeah, still they had the talent to beat it to beat anybody when they're on. So we need to handle that game and make this a two-game heater going into that game against Edmonton. Of all of all those bottom feeder feet uh, teams in the in the in the east, um, you know, the non-playoff teams right now, uh, they're in that mix, and I'm looking at their quick stats. They've got awesome goaltending and they're scoring some goals. So like they're still getting great goaltending right now. They're sitting at 151 goals against. That's that's one of the lowest, honestly, in the East, um, besides the Panthers. So um, mm-hmm. goaltending is going to be tough right there. So we got to make sure that, that that happens. We got to get shots on net. I'm telling you, bombs from the point, baby, bombs from the point. So we need. There you go. So there's your crack and reaction. <laughs> Let's talk real quick. We've talked about the uh, we've talked about the the trade deadline a little bit. Yes. It's next week. It is right oh now God. Tuesday, February twenty seventh. The trade deadline is uh, next week. I think it's the eighth, Friday the eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, who's on the block? Who's who are who's in the talks for moving anywhere? We're not talking about. We don't need goalies, but Jacob no. Markstrom, Calgary Flames, and UC Saros from the Preds. Like they're they're rumored to be going somewhere. We talked last week. Mark Andre Fleury. Um, he's rumored to go somewhere. Jake Allen, Montreal Canadiens, um, rumored to be going somewhere. These are, this is all from NHL.com. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I don't know if Do they you have think that our Detroit Red Wings make a play for a goalie. Cause imagine if Detroit right now had somebody in net who was really solid. I mean, Lion, Leon, Lion, I don't know. It's, he's, he's probably French and I'm mispronouncing everything. Uh, he's been hot at random points throughout the season. I only know that because he's on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but if they really had a really really good goal, I mean, like Detroit would be a very scary team. Um, they're I wouldn't really mess with their mojo right now at all. Okay, so it's lying. Um, I wouldn't mess with, of course, any of it because they keep, um, they keep winning. They keep finding ways to win. So yeah. you know they're they've got the number one wild card spot right now, seventy points. So they're just they're grooving. They're five in a row. I wouldn't fuck with anything there. So Stevie's got something cooking. Um, let him cook. Red Wings are rolling. They're they're on the way to unless they have an epic meltdown. They're on the way to the playoffs. Which is crazy. Uh, switching over back to the Seattle Kraken. There's a lot of scouts in the building for that game Thursday against Vancouver, and I was making a joke about it because Eberly. You know, we talked about this last episode, but there's been a lot of Eberly talk and about how he has very publicly stated, I want to be in Seattle. Like, this is this is what I'm trying to do. And there has been, from what we know, no talks of, you know, a con- another contract for him or anything like that. And he's a he's a guy that teams are looking at. And he goes off, right, for the two goals and one assist. He has a 3.9 uh, 
Um, he ends up scoring again uh, later on uh, against Minnesota. Now he's got 17 points in 17 games. So that's a situation that I'm keeping an eye out on. And I did see, and I don't know if you saw this, Jeff, but there was, uh, it was leaked that, that a good amount of teams have been calling the Seattle Kraken front office, talking to them and asking for availability for Yanni Gord, to huh. which uh, Ronnie Francis replied, get the fuck away from my boy. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. No, that was that. Were you sure? Paraphrasing? I could see Ron. I could see Ronnie saying that. I'm with so sunglasses I'm, on. Yeah, absolutely. We mentioned last week Wenny Alex Wenberg in in the rumor mill to be traded, but um, I Eberle's on this NHL list uh, from NHL.com. Let me read, and I, I agree 100. I read it just just a second ago. 100 with what they say here. Here's what NHL.com says about Jordan Eberle being potential trade target. Teams that need a right wing who can provide a jolt of scoring and some experience will look at the Kraken and gauge the cost to acquire Eberly. The Kraken have to determine if they're going to trade him. They're in the muddy waters of the playoff race for a wild card in the in the West. Ebbs, they didn't say Ebbs. Eberly, 33, is having a down year offensively on pace for fewer than 20 goals. But the cost oh, just got hot. But the cost to acquire him. Uh, with the hope that he finds his touch shouldn't be exorbitant. You're right. So he's hot right now. The Kraken, though, might want to keep him so they can resign him before March 8th. He's an original Kraken, and there is something to be said for having him around as they continue to try and build a winning culture in Seattle. And I, I actually agree with everything that is said there, especially the end. I really want the Kraken. You know, I'm I've all I'm always a fan of teams tinkering and making trades and trying to make something exciting happen. Yes. But with Jordan Eberle heating up, and maybe that's on purpose. Maybe he is. Maybe he's wanting to go somewhere where he's got a shot at, at winning. Um, you know, but at the same time, I love what they just said there about him being an original Seattle Kraken, and, and let's keep him in the building. So, I know. Know, I, I agree as well, and I would, I would very much like him to remain a Seattle Kraken. So hopefully that is what will happen. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of names on here, um, and I really don't know if the Kraken are going to be doing anything to make some of these names happen. Um, you know, so I, I really don't know, but we'll we'll see what happens, and that's going to be really starting to roll uh, here soon. But I want to I want the Kraken to start winning, and then I'll start thinking about you know what do we need to do, what should we do. So it's um, hard when you're toeing the line, uh, but I still think the Kraken would much rather be buyers than sellers at this point because I think one little addition, and I agree with what you said last week. I don't think it's going to be a big splash, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of move happen to kind of bolster this roster and maybe just get them enough over the hump to really try to make a push for that wild card spot. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just not like really thinking about the trade deadline too much because I, I just know busy it, with life and a family and moving. Well that, but really as a hockey fan, like I know, and a Kraken fan, I know that like that Ron doesn't really do big moves. So maybe he'll, maybe he'll surprise us. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Ron is more like a sniper when you think about it. I mean, Ron just kind of, you know, there's teams out there. They're like on the front lines. And it's like Braveheart style. They're running into battle to try to make a move. They got like the face paint on, the war paint, and they're yelling and they're throwing hands and they're doing shit and they're they're kind of out. Ron's the guy that sits back and he waits and then he fires the one shot to pick apart a team. He's like, yep. Oh, Nashville? Yep. What do you got going over there? Oh, you had that guy Golvenin? <laughs> and uh, he was a he was a, a first round pick. How many years ago? Yeah, we'll take him from your hands. He may he look. He, I, I have I do have faith in Ronnie, and he'll make the right move. I love excitement, but I also love what he's doing, and he's he's playing chess. So yes. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. 
agree. All right. So we talked about DraftKings Sportsbook and and every every time we do a pod and I'm talking about DraftKings Sportsbook, you know, for them supporting us, um, I always start making some bets. So I need to make some more hockey bets. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little smarter. Um, but the best part about DraftKings Sportsbook is, you know, look. First of all, I'm gonna tell you if you're a new customer, download the app now and then use code THPN because new customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. So use code THPN uh, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And what I'm going to do is uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, I'm going to make sure that I'm not trying to pick like four leg parlays. Um, Or if I do, I'm only putting like a couple dollars down just for the fun of it. So I'm going to be smarter because I do need to recoup some costs. Um, I did make a futures bet which was looking like it could possibly happen um, as of like five days ago. Austin Matthews scoring 80 goals. Uh, mm. I put, I put like $15 down or $10 down to see that. Yeah. To win like $1,500. <laughs> I did see that bet. I was like, all right, let's see what's up. I don't know. So, you know, anyway, um, check it out. Code THPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. They are an official sports betting par- partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER uh, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. See our show notes for details. Raycon, Raycon, wireless earbuds, audio. We've got a sweet deal for you. If you're in the the market for new earbuds because maybe you want earbuds when you're working out that don't slip you want awesome battery life you want of course amazing sound um but you want dependable quality awesome audio that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg like the fruit brand does or the other ones do check out raycon wireless earbuds they're fantastic for whatever you're listening to whether you're working out in the yard you're just chilling you're working out exercising doing whatever playing golf right maybe you're playing golf and listening to the pod if you are, please take a picture and send it to us. But Raycon is premium audio, and we got a sweet deal. Go to buyraycon.com. So it's buy, like I'm going to buy this. Buyraycon.com slash THPN today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Do it. I actually need to do it because I need to get uh, a wireless speaker for the outside. So we're going to work on that. So buyraycon.com slash THPN. So no dumb questions. They're getting weird. And I like this. I I like like it. People are starting to do like the, like, okay. So if you zombie apocalypse or, um, you know, Ebola outbreak, and that's where we're, that's where we're heading with these questions. People are coming up with crazy shit and asking us and, Curtis has this note question, which, by the way, don't ever you ask us crazy questions. Ask us those scenarios. Other podcasts will shame you because you don't know everything about the game. We don't give a shit. We're just happy you're listening to this POS podcast. So listen, ask us a note question and Joey will research it and find out what the hell the answer is in note questions. So what is the note question question this week, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. This week's No Dumb Question question, which we have kind of covered, I think, to a different degree. I don't know if it was a No Dumb Question. I think we just talked about it offhand in like season one of this podcast. But anyways, great question. Shout out to Curtis. What happens if both goalies get hurt in the same game? 
and it brings up one of, if not my favorite things about the world of hockey that doesn't E-bug. get talked about enough. E-bugs. E-bug. AKA emergency backup goaltenders, baby. E-bugs are real. If you've seen the acronym been thrown around, you don't know what it means. Now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, in the unlikely event that both goalies get hurt, the home team, the home team is required to have an e-bug ready to fill in the rest of the game for either team. These people are real. They exist. They are at every single home game for every single team. Like they have a roster. In fact, the Seattle Kraken, I found an article from 2021 um, and I haven't found anything uh, more recent. So I don't know if he's still a part of this, but there's a great piece in the Seattle Times where they talked about the e-bug situation for the Seattle Kraken. And the man who they highlighted, his name is Wayne Field. And Wayne Field is a 48-year-old at the time. So now he's, you know, 50. He's a 48-year-old, 50-year-old financial advisor and amateur goalie who happens to be an e-bug for the Seattle Kraken. And he's a part of a four-team e-bug situation going on with the Seattle Kraken. They sit in a press box or in a box every single game, home game, at Climate Pledge Arena, and if shit goes down, and God forbid two goalies from either team get hurt, those guys are strapping up and they're hitting the ice. And I would love to see it. And then I start looking at, I, I wouldn't love to see it because I don't want people to get hurt, but I would love to see an e-bug get some minutes because I just think it's fucking awesome. Um, I looked up some moments of like e-bug history because I'm kind of fascinated by this. In February of 2020, David Ayers, who was a Zamboni driver, for the AHL Toronto Marlies played in net for the Carolina Hurricanes, and they actually won that game against Toronto. So I don't know if he has the win uh, in the win column for him and like the official NHL stats. I hope he does. And in 2018, this is ever a trivia question. Now you can answer it because this knowledge is getting dropped on you. In 2018, a man by the name of Scott Foster became the first e-bug ever to record a save while playing for the Chicago Blackhawks. Man, the, if when this happens, and, it's, and we're like, it's kind of like the the leap year that we're gonna have uh, on Thursday. Oh, is that it, happening? I don't know what that means. Still, I'm I'm a grown man. I don't know what that means. You don't know what leap year is? No. What's that for real? Happening? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I just don't care. I don't know the exact technical description for it, but from what I understand, is oh, you don't know yeah. why? Well, no, I know what it is. I know it's happening. <laughs> Every four years, they add an extra day to the calendar to make sure that we keep up with the, the calendar, which what? actually, yeah, w- actually, which, 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 uh, it, I think if like, what was it? If you reduce, there's like, if you reduce a day of the week or if you reduce something, mm-hmm. f- what are the changes for the calendar? I, I looked this up, but there's like some change that could be made for calendars that were like, um, if they did this one thing, every month would start on a Monday and end on a Sunday. And like, they just have to make this one change, but, uh, okay. leap, leap day, Leap year day is because they need to keep the calendar on track. So they have to add time a day to the calendar. From what I understand, I think I basically we the Mayans had it figured out and we're the idiots years ahead being like, we're, we don't know what we're doing here. We're just going to add it a day every four years. Yeah. Yeah. A year occurring once every four years that has 366 days, including February 29th as an intercalary day. Mm. And it is added to keep the calendar year 
Yeah, like on on track and and to keep it in line with the Earth's journey, Earth's journey around the sun, which I totally knew that I you didn't know this thing existed. You you had no idea. I knew that a leap year existed. I've never cared enough to look into it. Listen, Jeff, I live in the present. Okay, I'm not worried about. Well, guess what? The present is leap year. Like we're talking. It's, it's no, in the two present days. is is Tuesday, and it's twelve twenty four p.m. Central Standard Time, and I'm living in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, so I don't know anything about a leap year. That's a future Joey problem. And honestly, if I want to get real deep into it, I could argue that we're living in a simulation and none of this is real. So, you know, it doesn't even matter, Jeff, at the end of the day. Man, we're going to upgrade our software if we are li- living in, in, a, in a simulation because yeah, we're you're telling doing me. so much better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, every four years. I, and that's that's why we're talking about eBug is every couple of we're good for another e-bug situation happening sometime soon. I think like it was 2018, 2021, and now we need to have something else here. So I think that we're on track. And actually, you know what? Another thing too, is like uh, in 2020, remember 2020 completely sucked as a year, as a whole COVID, all that stuff, pandemic starts. And here we are four years later, right? That was the last time that there was a leap year. It was 2020, and now here we are again. What's going to happen this year, Joey? So far, so good. I don't know, but really, I'm into, I'm into it. Remember, leap year happened in 2020, and then the shit hit the fan in mid March. Okay? okay, so if we make, I'm going to be gritting my teeth the entire month of March, going like, okay, if we make it through March, I think we're good. We'll see what's up. So, all right. Um, and also, it is an election year, which is going to be fun. So anyway, all right, there you go. Uh, that's a great question. I love that question. What's next, though? Like, what happens if somebody's like turns into a zombie in the middle of a game and they start eating the brains of a goalie. What happens to that goalie's blood? Uh, you know? Easy. It'll be like a last of us situation. We'll just shut down the whole CPA and everyone in there probably, you know, gets massacred, but only to save the people on the outside. Like you got to contain it. Yeah. Yeah. Would there be blood in blood written on the, uh, like do not dead open inside. Would that be like written yes. on the, okay, That's good. Exactly what would happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Exactly All right. What would happen. All right, three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I rank our lives. What what were the highlights uh, of our week? And much like in the hockey game, we give you our three stars. So, Joey, I like you. I want to start with your third star because I kind of know the backstory of this, but I I want to hear it from you. Uh-huh. Um, the best pop culture moment on social media in the past, like basically 24, 36 hours. <laughs> yeah. You've written down Cam Newton. Yes. He was in a flag football tournament. What the hell happened? Yeah, what so was- Cam... Is- and I don't know much about it. I just saw the highlights and I'm like, oh my God. Um, so Cam Newton in Georgia and is hosting a seven on seven. It looks like a flag football tournament, probably getting ready to play uh, your son's Colorado Buffaloes, go buffs. And I don't know. I don't know the details behind it. I don't know if anybody does at this point, a massive fight breaks out at first. It's like a six on one scenario it ends up being like a three on one scenario. And Cam Newton is on video ragdolling dudes. I mean, we forget the the size of Cam. I mean, he used to do this to, like, defensive linemen and linebackers in the NFL. And it's wild as shit to me that normal-ass people see someone of his stature and size and know his resume, and they think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to step up and try to fight this dude. At one point, he has a dude in a chokehold and with one hand, and with the other hand, he is ragdolling another dude. Like, he's literally just throwing him around with one hand 
while another guy is trying to punch him in the face. And like, honestly, it doesn't look like he can reach up to his face. So I'm pretty sure Cam Newton's like six, seven, six, eight. And it's just a massive, massive human. And what's mo- uh, what I love most about this is, is that he's dressed as like some weirdo DJ, like he's always dressed as, and he's got this crazy hat on. At no point does the hat move or get knocked off of his head. So Cam Newton is out there just bodying people. The hat never moves, Jeff. The hat it was, never moves. I saw, I saw the fight, and I was, I didn't know the context of the fight, and I, I and I'm laughing. I was laughing at it as well. It's like this dude is just everybody coming at this. First of all, he's like what six six five, two hundred and fifty pound just specimen, and he's yes. just you know he had people he had linemen, you know, and linebackers chasing after him and trying to destroy him. And he's just like the average dude. He's just going to throw him aside as he did, which was awesome. And then I didn't realize until you just said it, that the hat never came off his like Cam Newton loves his funky, weird hats, you know? So that's, that's fantastic. The whole thing was just awesome. Go watch it. And I love, that's why I love Twitter is I Twitter's great for like sharing things that happen in the moment. And, and, but the Twitter replies from just like all these just funny ass regular people, um, making fun of stuff like that's one of my favorite hobbies. Hobbies is looking through all the replies and just laughing at all the things people are saying and, and the memes. Oh, that's the best part, yeah, is going into something that's that's posted that's going viral and is trending. And just I just scroll down and look at the comments, and that's where all the entertainment is. Yep, exactly. All right, um, my third star of the week is firefighter movers. Um, we saved so much money because our local firefighters uh, they for a side gig. Um, they will move, they'll move your shit, move your furniture. So like they rent the truck, they get it all set up. I mean, obviously we got to pay for the rental and all that sort of stuff, but then two firefighters on Saturday morning, uh, this past Saturday, they showed up eight in the morning with a, with a big ass U-Haul and they just started moving our stuff, man. And they did two, two trips from our house. They had it all down. They were cool as hell. Nice guys, both named Cameron, by the way, which is super easy for me to remember because I saw nice. his names. Cam squared. Yep. And, but they just crushed it. So I don't know. Uh, this is something we found out from a friend um, who found it from another friend. Um, they don't advertise it, but they do it. So if you're looking wherever you live, where, if you're looking to move, maybe call your local firefighter. Cause like they basically, they explained it. Like they work in like 48 hour shifts, like they're 48 hours on and then they're off for the rest of the week or whatever it is. Right. So they have a lot of free time and they do stuff like this. So if you're looking to move or need to move shit, um, I don't know if it's a thing in your area, but it's worth calling because, you know, you're paying a moving company, you know, thousands of dollars to do it. And like, basically we paid these guys for a whole day of work, like basically a thousand dollars, which was like worth every single freaking penny. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the firefighters. I have no idea. In fact, my best friend is a firefighter. I'm going to text him when we're done with this and be like, yo, what's, uh, what's up with the moving situation? And he yeah. wants, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Side, um, side hustle. Side hustle. Love it. Mm-hmm. My second star of the week is comedian Shane Gillis. Now, I picked this topic. I, th- I love it because from a pop culture standpoint, it's very, very relevant. Jeff, I don't know if you know anything about him or the situation or anything like that. I'm sure you have some sort of knowledge. But I find it fascinating because, long story short, like I'm a fan of his, of his comedy currently. Now, he's not for everybody. Some language he uses could be offensive, et cetera, et cetera. Totally understand that. If you don't like it, don't listen, whatever. Now, he's an individual who, you know, I think three, four years ago was basically like a, like an open mic comic. And he had a podcast that he did with, or he still does rather, 
but like with a buddy of his. No one knew about him for the most part, local to Pennsylvania, um, all that jazz, and was was real like a broke comic, essentially. Long story short, uh, he gets scouted out, tries out for Saturday Night Live, and gets offered the gig. And he's like, oh my God, my life is going to change. I just made Saturday Night Live, right? Big deal. Well, within, a, I think, a period of like 24 to 48 hours, stuff gets leaked online. It's not good. He's made, you know, he's made some jokes that were very offensive to a lot of people on his podcast. And essentially, NBC came down and laid down the hammer. I've listened to some behind the scenes things where, like, Lord uh, Michaels, the guy who created SNL and runs the whole show, was like, listen, man, we love you, but this is a corporate thing. Like, we're NBC. You know, we can't bring you on. There's too much backlash. Like, I'm sorry. So basically, he ends up getting canceled slash fired from the show before he even does an episode. So he basically has his whole career made for him. Uh, and a couple of days later, he loses everything. He's like, I'm fucked. Like, this is my chance. And now I'm just going to be whatever. He goes back. He, he keeps working on comedy. Well, since then, the past four years or whatever, he has become one of the most popular comics going right now, uh, like in the United States and throughout the world. He's got a Netflix special. He's got a YouTube special. I think they're both hilarious. And uh, SNL has him back on, which is crazy, like a full circle moment. So SNL invites him to as come host as, as a host. And it's a full circle moment. It's like, holy shit, man, the guy who got can canceled and fired from SNL is now worked up to the point where he has at in his career where he gets invited to host. I watched it. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I actually really enjoyed his monologue. I thought it was very good. He is a stand-up comic. He's going to do, you know, he's going to do a routine, which is essentially what he did. Um, and, you know, it's just interesting because now he is, he's still to this day, a very polarizing figure, which for me, um, I enjoy watching because I think, again, from a pop culture standpoint, it's a fascinating thing to kind of watch take place. He has somehow uh, put himself in a position where, a lot of people either love him or hate him. And I just find the whole thing kind of fascinating, but I watched SNL. I think it was the highest rated episode they've had in like 20 years. I mean, like it was through the roof ratings. That's great. Um, and I'm, I'm happy for him because uh, you know, and overall uh, he does seem like a, a genuinely good dude. He, he, you know, has made some mistakes along the way, but at the end of the day, we love a redemption story and now he's doing his thing. And, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, but he actually tweeted last night because people have been politicizing his, his comedy, right? Like, a lot of you know people on the right are like, oh yeah, he's for us and blah blah, blah. and like he's owning the libs and um, you know a lot of people on the left might not like him, but some a lot of people do. Anyways, it's a whole thing, and um, he actually tweeted last night and it was deleted, but I screenshot it before it got deleted, and his tweet said, "I did not bomb." He's referring to the monologue, and I did not crush the libs, and the lady in the band not laughing is totally fine. Y'all knock it off. That's basically his way of being like, hey. Everyone's making everything I do a thing stop. Like just, just stop. Like I'm just. Why trying did to he stop. delete it? I, I don't. I in my yeah, opinion, you don't know. In my opinion, I think he probably deleted it because now I think there's so many people involved with his shit. All right. I mean, he's not just like a, a, a low budget comic anymore. The dude's making you know millions of dollars. He has the deal with Bud Light. He's got. By the way, uh, Netflix announced yesterday that they greenlit a show that he wrote four years ago. I mean, like he's. He's blowing the fuck up. I think that there's too many people involved, and he probably is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull that down." But anyways, that's my second star of the week. I think it's a fascinating thing to watch. I love that recap because I, I didn't know. 
I did see some of it at SNL, and I didn't know. I know he got canceled for some reason. I didn't know that it was just like, like he had never even started on the show, and that's how that happened. So that was an awesome explanation. I really did want to know with the backstory. Yeah. So thank you for summarizing that. And I'm tired of like, I don't care what you think politically or anybody thinks politically. I support everybody believing in their own shit. And I'm tired of like the sides trying to claim people and things like that's for us. That's for us. That's for us. Or that's for us. And that's for, like, dude, like just, just, can we just enjoy some things and like, and just not have it like there's not picking sides, just go in the booth and, and vote and then shut up about it. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's anyway, long story short is I saw the bit where he got, <laughs> he got a pair of Donald Trump's golden shoes. Yes. And I, what I loved about it was that like he made fun of Donald Trump the whole thing, which was awesome. It was hilarious. It was like, well, it was a great bit. It was just a great a bit. It's a good skit. Like like political beliefs aside, it was just a great, awesome skit on something crazy that's happening in the world. And at yeah. the end, he still makes fun of Joe Biden too. So like he's he's throwing jabs in anyway. I yeah. I, I love that. Fun bit. Of things that he thinks is funny. He's not trying to be like this political figure, just, right? Things it's like, can be. Is a comic. Things can be funny or entertaining or interesting without like that involve people that are polarizing without it being a political. Anyway, so I, I, that's awesome that you said that, and I'm really, um, I'm really glad that he's owning the libs. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Right, no, I, I mean I really, and you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of like. I, I enjoy I've enjoyed watching like the come up because I've been watching his comedy for a couple of years. I, I see cool. somebody who, you know, has made some mistakes in the past that kind of came back to haunt him. He, you know, apologizes, keeps working, keeps honing his craft. And now he's in a position where like things are going really well. But as a result of all that stuff, there's a lot yeah. of polarizing things attached to him. And then, you know, he's like, guys, just like stop. Like I'm just trying to fucking I'm just trying to live my life and like make jokes. And again, for me, I'm a, I also am the believer in if you enjoy something, you enjoy it. And if you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to partake in it. You don't have to watch or listen to it. So it's totally fine. Same way. Same way. My, I love it. Thank you for that. I, I really did want to know that. Um, my second monologue, by the way, I think, it, I think you'll really enjoy it. I thought it was pretty funny. I will. Okay. I will. I, I will do that. Um, my second star of the week is flag football's back. Your Colorado buffs uh, in the uh, second, third grade division of Mandeville's Louisiana's, uh, football in America, uh, flag football team is one and zero. Came out hot, uh, just was just destroying this team, the Raging Cajuns. Um, we did let them sneak back into the game. Uh, final was twenty or thirty thirty two to twenty two. Okay. Um, for, I'm and I'm being serious here. I'm so I'm just so proud of Ford, uh, my son, who's eight years old, because. He last season playing flag football, he really started to understand football and just where to be and what to do and listening to his coaches. And he's just like, he's become Mr. Dependable. Um, and he really is focused um, and, and plays. He loves it. They're having fun. I mean, they're having a great time out there. Our coach is just a, a good time coach. He's not intense, but he is when he needs to be, but not like a hard O coach. He just supports the kids to have fun. Ford caught two touchdown passes. Ford caught um, a, a a he made pick six. He Damn. threw he threw a uh, extra point because basically you can go for one or two. Um, you know you're not kicking field goals, so he th- he threw an extra point pass. 
Um, he just is a, a really good player. And if you saw him, you would be like, eh, you know, you wouldn't think like, oh, that's a, that's a football player athlete, but he just, ex- you know, he just excels at sports that he plays because he focuses and works hard. Um, and he thinks when he's out there. So, um, you know, whether he scores another point in flag football or not, again, I just, I'm happy that his teammates depend on him. His teammates, um, you know, love including him. He's part of the team. He's found a team. It's all of his buddies. They have a blast. They won. They deserved it. Your Colorado buffs are one and oh, I'm going to float. I'm floating you the schedule so you can pick a, a day to come out. And, and yeah. Check I need out a, I'm going to, I want to come out and then I want to catch like on video, like some highlights of four, just like dominating dudes. And then we're going to tweet it out and then tag Deion Sanders and be like, Hey, your Buffaloes are getting some work in. And you well, might want to start uh, start recruiting this kid because yep. Alabama and LSU are going to be coming in hot pretty soon here. That reminds me, though, is, um, you know, we have we uh, one of our dudes in our team, a dad, he records all the plays and he sends me everything and I got to make our mashup. So maybe I'll tweet out the mashup of, of our team, the buffs uh, from the Kraken Pot account uh, once I finish that video. Yeah, we um, need that. We need that ASAP. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm working on it today. All right, good. All right, yeah. so I'm, uh, well, I'll get you the schedule and I'll work on that. What is your um, first star? First star. My first star of the week, and I'm taking it back. My first star of the week is Entourage. So I oh man, have decided to go back and do a rewatch. It's great because the episodes are fast. It's just it, for me, it's a perfect like it doesn't age all that well. There's like things that are said and talked about like throughout the shows where I'm like, yeah, yeah, those are really not really a thing anymore. But with that being said, if you kind of take it for the time that you're watching it in entourage is a fantastic rewatch. What I love most about it is it's a show that you can pay attention to, but not really pay attention. So if you're tired or you had a long day, or you're brain dead, you kind of just throw it on and there's just mindless entertainment. Like you kind of know like the yeah. story arc and where things are going it's just a fantastic show. So HBO Max, Entourage, I've been really enjoying uh, re-watching now. I've heard really, really, really good things about a show that's coming out tomorrow on FX called Shogun, which is like old school, like Japanese dynasty family story. I've, I've heard that it's shot incredibly well, filmed on location in Japan. Very Game of Thrones esque. Yeah. Um. So I might be catching the debut of Shogun FX. I'm excited for that. But yeah, I've been rewatching Entourage in the meantime. Totally would watch that. And on, on the list of shows that I didn't watch, um, when they were, you know, when when TV was, you know, the king of media, um, back in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Yes. Um. That's another one to add to the list. Didn't never watch The Sopranos, never watched Entourage. Come on, man. Never finished um, Breaking Bad. <sighs> what? Like, I, dude, I'm telling you, I, all these, I just didn't watch them. I don't know why I didn't watch well, them. I, I never watched Mad Men, and that's my biggest. Like, I did watch Mad Men. I, I never watch watched Mad Men. Yeah, Mad Men was because it's advertising. I feel like that's like right up our alley. Everything about it was great, just like every other series is like, once they got into seasons eight or whatever, it was like, eh, not not, not good anymore. But. Um, that, they call women toots on the show. Like, hey, all the things, toots? all the things. I think Poking there was definitely some toots. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Just sexism all the time. The one show, the two shows that I remember watching all the time back in the day, like mm-hmm. regular, was um, the OC. <laughs> I watched the OC. I watched the fuck out of the OC. The OC was awesome. Yeah, um, awesome. And then 
Rescue Me, Dennis Leary's firefighter show. Did you You're watch the only that? person that would ever watch that. Watch that you, show. You and, you and Dennis Leary. No, it's awesome show. Okay. Uh, the soundtrack, like the soundtrack to it, like that's where the Black Keys came from. Um, oh. Yeah, like all this court, like this, it's a great, hilarious show. If you ever get a chance to watch it, I'm sure it's out on some streaming network somewhere. Um, I own, actually, I own the whole series on DVD. <laughs> dude i still have my dvd rack i'm never getting rid of that damn thing i swear to god and you know how i know that i have that on uh on dvd is um because i just moved all my shit and my number one star of the week is i'm not gonna go into it again but new house new vibes i feel it nice um i'm staring at box i'm looking behind me i'm staring at uh tvs that i gotta hang paintings i gotta put up mm-hmm. uh boxes i gotta put away um i got a, a sleeping dog i'm seeing a playroom that's just full of shit by the way, Christmas they got a Papa shot. You know what a Papa shot is? No, Papa shot is like the uh, you know when you're at the arcade, you're shooting basketballs and the hoop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's not set up yet since Christmas. We've been waiting to get in the new house. So I'm setting that shit up in the next day or two. Gonna is totally... it like a legit Papa shot? How big is this thing? It's a, it's like a it's it's not like you know as uh, sturdy as I'm not the I'm one... like, a, like a Dave and Buster's. It's not that. Yeah, it's not like the whole you know holy shit five thousand dollar thing. It's like a hundred and you know a couple hundred dollars thing from Amazon. So it's good. It's legit. It's got electronic scoreboard. It's a it's a got That's two great. baskets for competition. So I'm sure there's gonna be insane ass fights between my kids over basketball games. Um, you know per usual. But um, new house, new vibes. I feel it, man. It's just it feels good. Uh, everything about it is uh good. We're past you know. The hemorrhaging money point is is finally the break even points finally happened. <laughs> so, you know, it just feels good to be in here and like now we don't have to keep spending money and we can just work on enjoying this house. So new house, new vibes that trickles into things like the Kraken Pod. So I feel it, man. I'm ready for some some cool stuff to start happening now. Yeah, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. And while you were saying that, I was just thinking like if I had a bunch of money one day, people better watch the fuck out. Cause I'm going to have like the most richy rich home of all time. It's just going to be video games and everywhere. I mean, riding go-karts down hallways. I don't give a fuck. Have dude, not that you need, you would need it, but have kids and then you can just play with all their shit and like, yeah, I bought it for my kids, but no, I'm going to, I'm still a giant kid. And the older I get, the more I realize that adults are just kids with bills. I mean, let's be honest. That's exact dude. That's I mean, I mean, I can't believe that I'm actually like, in this house that we love and i'm like how do we put this how do we figure this out i have no idea but we're here so i guess we'll just keep paying bills yeah basically keep paying bills and taking care of other little humans that depend on you uh for their survival all right we, we are yes that's important um we are and they're getting home soon so i have to go get some more chores yeah, we gotta go as soon as they get home ain't shit gets done um <laughs> But I tell you what, huge week for the Kraken. Um, you know, I'm typically Jeff Lasso here, but I'm gonna tell you is if we don't, if we don't, I mean, we've got to win m- most of these games that we got this week. So you know, we, the rest of the season, man. You basically, I mean, like, you can't have five two losses against Minnesota anymore. You just can't. we need if we can pull, we need a run, and we need it right now. And I'm talking like four game win streak. And if we can go on, if the Kraken can go on a four game run, that puts them really right there for that the top of the wild card competitor spots and we have to try and stay there so we need a run and we need it now and it's not going to be easy but i like what i saw against boston last night let's go jeff lasso we're going to squeak into the playoffs i mentioned it a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago i think i think the kraken could come down to last game of the season a play almost like a play-in game 
I think that's going to happen. And that game will go to a shootout. <laughs> oh, my God. Yams all day. Yeah. Final shooter, Yams. A hometown kid takes the crack into the playoffs and a shootout in the last game of the season. Oh, man. Can you imagine that script? Mark this time and date, Joey, because if that happens, like, we are gods with with 78 podcast listeners. So, yes. there you go. All oh, right. Awesome. Yeah, 78. Awesome week. Have an awesome week, dude. I'm going to send you that, uh, that football info and then, um, have, have a good one. We'll talk about some more cool shit and you have an awesome week too. Let's go Kraken. We're going to leave you at the Kraken pod chirp of the week. Brandon.